This is a show about facing fear, unlocking courage, and taking action. Courage isn't necessarily a daunting thing. It's going to give you more purpose. It's going to give you more drive. It feels like making a courageous decision is going to get you closer to who you aspire to be. It's knowledge plus faith plus action equals courage. I got to where I was going multiple times. I felt like I'd arrived at the destination only to look around and be like, wait, everything's exactly the same. And I would say, you know, my main motivator back then was like probably money, maybe accolades. Yes, that's the lead. Okay, got it. I have to say got it. Got it. Hey, you look good. You know, this is unfair for the audio peeps. They don't get to see. You've got this like 1984 Michael Jackson curl of a hair. Were I you... mean, none of it's none of it's intentional. I'll just let you know that. Well, it looks good. I'm as a guy that has hair in all the wrong places. I'm really jealous. I didn't do it on purpose. It just appears there. Hey. I'm so happy. Like it's so cool to root for you, and I I wish I got to see you more. And I wished that you know somehow. Like remember in uh, Mad Magazine where you could like bring the pages together, and like and there was there was another image. I wish we could bring the the coach together. (laughs) I could be just a little bit closer to to you. How are you, man? How's life? Everything's good, man. I'm chilling. It's uh, springtime in New York, so no real complaints there. Riding my bike around town, which is great. Is that normal fare now? Are you avo- are you anti subway? I'm not anti subway. I just I've never really been. I mean, I go. I take the subway when I need to, but generally speaking, I'll take a city bike or my own bike or I'll drive. I have a car, but. I'm like an above ground kind of guy, but it's not because I don't like the subway. I just, I just think it's nice to be outside. I mean, that's so ironic to me because your, your brain is so like below in a good way ground. It's like, you go, <laughs> like I, I like, like you look. This is called the Craig's podcast, right? So like, when you think about the stories, you're now putting out into the ether, and they're all different forms. Are you just like great? cool i think that'll land on to the next or are you like oh shit i'm really nervous about this one or at this point you just sort of know when you've got like a really good story i definitely don't know ever i do not have a real fear of failure i kind of just have failed so many times and taken it on the chin and eaten shit sandwiches a lot so you know people only see the the successes you know it's like a very common thing but like yeah i've got so many failures under my butt and i still take the l's like i'm still taking l's you just don't see them because they're not like visible yeah but i'm still taking the l's it's great i don't mind it i think it's a part of the process i think with some ideas though you know you know that they're a great idea like with keep the meter running which is the so good that that one i knew that it was a great idea. I didn't know it was going to strike such a chord, but I knew it was a great idea and it would find some sort of audience. Subway Takes was more of a surprise hit. I thought that that would be good, but I didn't think it would like really take hold so quickly. But then, I mean, there's other stuff like my music, which is a fairly new thing for me. Like I think I released my first song ever probably a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. You know, that is 
still in its infancy, I suppose. I just did my first concert ever, which was really, really fucking fun. Amazing. Doing another one in June. June so, let's 9th. Do, so let's but, do this. Yeah. Pie chart your life right now. Like, and don't, you know, I don't need to know like sex 6%, but I do need to know or 2% or 22%. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious. Add sex in there. <laughs> but like, give me the, give me the rundown on what's content creation, business version of you on the bike, concepting. I don't know. Music. Give me the percentages. Mm-hmm. I the mean, bike. it, it you know not having a boss it's kind of like i do all the things every single day so it's like i don't know man some some, like honestly i had to shoot this weekend i shot on i shot on sunday and monday for probably 10 hours each day and then i didn't do i don't think i did anything on tuesday i like literally just hung out and tried not to work um and then, you know, Wednesday was like taking care of like taxes, which are late and logistical things. And then, yeah, so it's honestly, I'd say like 100% fun. Actually, yeah. no, the taxes were not fun. So like 80% fun. <laughs> and that's like the most important thing to me is that what I'm doing is having fun. But okay, let's let's really think about this. I'd say like, it depends. It just depends on the month. But like, let's just generally say like, content creation slash production. I would call it production, not content creation. 30% production, maybe 10% pre and post production, 20% trying to make deals, deal making, 30% socializing, networking, meeting people, hanging out, having fun, 6% sex, just kidding. (laughs) zero percent zero percent sex i'm uh i'm a c on a semen retention program these days <laughs> do I'm you own kidding. that url semen retention I'm, I'm i'm completely joking anyone who believes in semen retention is an idiot i don't know if you've had people on your podcast that talk about it but that was actually our last episode we just crushed this exact topic no no i'm kidding oh okay <laughs> well there are taught there are podcast. i just saw like adrian grenier from entourage on some podcast talking about like how semen retention has changed his life. And I was just like, what a, what a sad, sad fall from grace for my boy. You know, could have had it all, could have had it all, but (laughs) just went, he went down the wrong TikTok rabbit hole, ended ended up on the Andrew Tate, like feed. And, uh, I don't know if he's going all the way, but he has some, some things he's got to figure out. How do you avoid the Andrew Tate feed? I just don't watch the videos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let, let's talk rich parents i mean like real ones or music or, or my song no your song like let's oh, talk okay. let's talk the layering around the whole thing because there's 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 nuance and layers and like there's comedy and there's and, and i'm curious also of your feedback loop like how do you know because like what i really want to say is i fucking love this <laughs> right and then you know like okay box checked keep doing more of it is that part of the feedback loop too totally i mean like for me music started that was my first hot like semi-serious song like it's funny it's tongue-in-cheek but like it's a song that you'd want to listen to more than once like i wasn't going for like a viral hit i was like i want to put out a song that i could listen to at a party or a barbecue or at the beach or 
in my car or on a bike ride or on a walk. Like I want to make a real song. I had made, I think like four or five comedy songs more in the lonely Island sort of like genre, yeah. which I love those guys. And I think it, it's, it's amazing. But when I started making the songs, I was like, Oh, another comedic output. You know, I'm a comedian. That's my like comedian first. And so I was like, Oh, let me add this to my like comedic output. And the more I'm, wrote and the more I sang and kind of worked with my producer the more I just felt a magnetic pull to like make songs that are not funny that are maybe smart in this way that are like tongue-in-cheek and kind of of the moment or kind of like mm -hmm. parallel to the discussion and the discourse happening around the internet that that like my biggest inspiration is the internet you know what I mean like that's if 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 someone just were to say, what are you inspired by? I'd say the internet and what I see on there and because I'm in it. So Rich Parents was the first song that I put a lot of effort into the music video. I put a lot of effort into the production and the mixing. My producer and bandmate, Tyler McCauley, has been my A1 from day one. He's the first person I texted when I said, I want to make music. And he was the first person that said, I'm in. And yeah, that has now evolved. Like I had no interest in playing a live show. And now that evolved into having a full band, multiple songs written. We did our first show at Baby's All Right on a Monday night and had over 100 people come. And then we have our next show on June 9th and a new single coming out called Entertainment, which again is inspired by the internet, right? Entertainment, but is like a it's a fucking punk rock song and it like can stand alone even if you're not an internet person you know i'm curious how ritualized you are on going to your inspiration meaning are you just like oh it's not that <laughs> dude you're giving me way too much credit like when i have free time i go on the internet or you're like i do my best curious scrolling between the hours of 10 p.m and 2 a.m like when do you when do you when do you go do that well well it's not like at least for the music it's more of a feeling about the internet <laughs> rather than rather actual... than like than the actual feed or the content that i'm receiving you know it's it's like rich parents is it's a response to the fact that i see so many people doing so many things that are so cool on the internet and only to find out that like they're bankrolled by their family. And right. that's fine. I like rich people. They work with me for free and cheap because they're rich, which is awesome. And I love them. And the song is not a hateful song. It's like, it's just funny. It's like everyone you thought was cool just has really rich parents, which is true. And and this new song entertainment is, you know, I've oftentimes felt like everything I do, everything I see, everything I read, everything I think about revolves around entertainment right like the way data is now presented as infographics and like short form animations it's not data it's entertainment and right. everything is entertainment so like that song was also inspired by a trip to san diego which do you live there yeah dude yeah man okay well, it's kind good. of an it's kind of an anti-san diego song too i mean i never say anything in it i never say anything anti-san diego but i went to san diego and you know, it was just kind of a culture shock. It was my first time ever in San Diego. So yeah, give it to me. Let me hear it from your perspective. I, I, I was I was with 
the wrong people made the wrong crowd. No, just kidding. I was like at a bar and they were playing Little John and everyone was having so much fun. And it was like this college party, but it wasn't college people. It was like my age. And they were they were so free and so happy and like sucking face in the corner. And I was like, damn, like entertainment. Like it's just like it's just a Thursday night and the the club is packed and people are listening to Little John. And I felt really uncomfortable because I was like, no one's trying to be cool. No one even cares about anything, actually. Like, no one even, like, people were in flip-flops. And it was just, like, a moment of, like, damn, like, I wish I had that freedom. That, that is San Diego. And I'll tell you that, you know, I like process. So I like taking real life and then applying it as if it was process. And I'll give you an example. Like, all right, where can I go for no real responsibility and or freedom where can i go have freedom new york city right yes home of the free like you want to do anything at 4 a.m <laughs> you can find it what time do you want to go to dinner you decide 11 p.m 1 a.m whatever there are plenty of hours in the day to, at night to do what you need to do in new york but from my lens once you get up to 30 years old Decision tree number one, do you settle down, air quoting time, or do you want to prolong freedom? Prolong freedom, because I'm not living in Hoboken and driving in. Prolong freedom, move to San Diego. Boom. You now have another decade of freedom. Now, guess what? At 40, I now the good news is I did get, get married between 30 and 40, but my lens was, oh, shit, I got to that line again. Do I want to prolong freedom? Next move. Hawaii. So you can like continue <laughs> to do this exercise, but I, I, it's curious to hear you say that. I think, I think I was even surprised after living in New York city that I fell in love with the non bullshitness, the realness of San Diego. I thought I was going to LA and then it was like, wait a minute, people live here. <laughs> I, I want to live here. How do I live here? But so it's okay. If you knock on it, it's like, I fully surrender to the realities yeah it's it's not that serious either like nothing i say or do is that serious you know what i mean like yeah. i've oftentimes said that chicago is the worst city in america do i care at all about chicago yeah. do i even think about chicago no i just say it because it's funny and i might even say it about five different cities in one dinner just because it's hilarious like at the end of the day literally nothing matters and except for fun yeah. in my world in my that. world, and I would apply that to a family and your children, which I don't have, but when I do, number one priority, are we having fun? Relationships, number one priority, are we having fun? Work, number one priority, are we having fun? I This is new, by the way, for me. This is probably like hmm. a four-year-old thing where my life has dramatically become better, and I have become a better performer and a better citizen and a better friend and brother and son and all these things because I've put fun at the top of my list. Like it's literally, it is my number one in the decision tree is like, is it fun? And I would judge a relationship based on that. I would judge a career change based on that. I would judge a city change or a location change based on that. I, again, I wish this is the problem, right? Like we're on autopilot and 
we're we think we need to do things and we're being robotic and we're going through our days and you know even with courageous and again i think if you don't know me and you hear the word courage you'd think i'd have zero percent body fat by the way and be a navy seal but like it's no different than what you're talking about i'm trying to design a life where i can work with people that want to go for it that want to push that want to stretch that look at the l's the way you do they're not l's at all right they're l's perceived by others okay maybe you lose your shirt money wise on certain things but, <laughs> but like you know when you're in it right for fun and the long haul and everything that comes with it that's how i feel about courage it's like are people intentionally designing their life have they created those filters for going this is a yes this is a hard no and i, and I so i appreciate the way you look at it so what happened four years ago do you feel like you were like anxiety or pissed off for yourself or where, where you wanted to be or like what was going on? Let's lie down on the couch, shall we? <laughs> Have a conversation. You know, I think it's one of those things where you get to where you're going and turns out you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and uh, and that's what happened. You know, I, I got to where I was going multiple times, like at least three times. <laughs> I felt like I'd arrived at the destination only to look around and be like wait it's it's everything's exactly the same and i would say you know my main motivator back then was like probably money maybe accolades from the outside rather than the inside so i found that doing things for money was not the right move for me i think it's the right move for some people you know i just was watching wolf of wall street last night and i was like this guy likes money and some people do and and right. that makes some people happy i'm not that's good honestly like everyone needs everyone has their own bag uh and for me like money still factors into the equation but you know it's second instead of first you know it's crazy like i just love how the world works right now because i was thinking back on my journey and i'm not going to pretend like you like that i i'm so successful like I, it's messy and we're in it. And I think the last time I actually saw you not in a square box was at South by Southwest. Was and it? It's been a fucking long time. And at that South by Southwest, this is the thing they find funny. I went and saw Mark Duplass, Duplass mm -hmm. Brothers talk. And Duplass, the whole point of his talk, and at this point, they were it. Like, mm -hmm. we like, we're like, we love his stuff. And he kept saying over and over again, his whole talk was, the cavalry is not coming. Yeah. The cavalry is not like you just have to keep going. This thing, this fictitious thing that you think is coming is not coming. You just, and what I, for you, it's, it's like leading with fun and joy now. And it's like, wow, if I, if it entertains me, I'm in. Totally. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, by the way, the Duplass brothers have a really great book. I don't know if you, if you've read it, but that is a chapter and it's called the Calvary is not coming. And it's, it's kind of about how, how, how in Hollywood, no one's going to save you. You got to save yourself. And yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's definitely a real thing. I think people have different motivations, right? And, and I'm still motivated by money. There's I'm not, there's no world where I'm like, I don't care about it. And I'm still motivated by accolades because if no one sees my work, there is um, 
there is a group of artists there you know there's a a a mindset of artists who don't care at all about the audience don't care if anyone sees their work and sometimes they get rich and famous and they're like well fuck everyone and unfortunately maybe fortunately i'm not like that like i'm trying to make commercially available popular things and but but here's the thing is like i'm not doing it because of that like i right. hope i hope that that's an outcome in the same way that i hope that money's an outcome but it's not the end all be all if it, if one or the other doesn't happen uh i feel like we're having a conversation about relevance you know like i do worry about relevance for me like i i worry about money too i, wor- I worry about you know but am i I just want to stay on top of my game and continue to be put in a position where I can impact people. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I have this thing I said, it's like, I'm not really a carpe diem guy. I'm a decennium carpe guy. Sees the decade. Ah, you know, I, I, I definitely subscribe to slow cooked. I mean, look in the moment if I'm on a stage and doing that keynote world, just like you probably feel about your content when it finally is, of course you open lands, but, it almost kind of goes back to the L's conversation. It's like, so what? I took an L in a 10 year run, mm-hmm. right? I'm trying to make a larger impact here and, and, you know, pull the Ryan Berman string. I always say, if you're stuck, if you're scared, if you're playing it safe, that's why, where I want to be useful. And, and a lot of my, the things that I learned, which are education co- components are nestled in the vessel of entertainment which is another reason why I think we probably, again, I always root for you. It's just, it's easy to root for you, but like, what do you, what's your go-to when like, you're like, Oh, I'm going to play this card. Cause I know it always gets a laugh. Do you have like a, let me win over the audience here with a boom. Self-deprecation, baby. <laughs> Take so myself down. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the easy money. Is everybody wants a performer. I, Again, I just do the things that I want to see and that I like and that I think are cool. And anytime I see a performer who is kind of like, you know, this is all a sham, I'm like, I like that. That's funny. Like, I'm into that. And so it's not like a natural, it's not a natural process of emulation where I'm like referencing that specific interview or that specific performer, but it's what feels natural in the moment right and i think everybody wants to feel that they, they want to feel connected right and i think for example why one of the biggest stars in america is like guy fieri because he's just like your neighbor and right. and every other guy in san diego that was a job <laughs> nice little jab but here's the thing i think guy fieri rules i think he's awesome i think he's he's you know cracked the code and he seems like a really good guy and has officiated like hundreds of gay marriages has donated tons of money is always involved in philanthropy uses his platform for good and he doesn't take himself too seriously you know what i mean and and people are like that guy rules and now he's made it into you know the post irony and the irony subcultures that are like yeah he fucking rules like everyone likes guy fieri the nerds the losers the jocks um the smart people the the dumb people like he's made it and i think he's done it by being himself and having 
uh, formula that no one else thought would work. And he was just like, I think it'll work. I'm going to wear flame shirts. I'm going to have, you know, bleach blonde hair and big earrings and go eat fucking huge hamburgers. I have a hard time now not seeing him, though, in flip-flops, which kind of is concerning to me. I'm not a flip-flop guy. Does he wear flip-flops? No, I don't think so, but now I can't not see him in flip-flops because of the San Diego comment. Oh, okay. It seems off-brand, but it's funny, though. Like Some people, and maybe this is okay to just admit that everyone's different, but there's like a Joe Montana quote that you have to be willing to go die for it. Okay. You want to have fun, but are you willing to at all costs? Have, like, where's is it? Is it the same idea, but just said differently? I think Joe Montana's quote sounds a little bit hedonistic to me. <laughs> and I am more of an Epicurean philosophy. Oh. And so, you know, hedonism, are, are you familiar with both of those? No, tell me more. Well, hedonism is pretty much like you are like fun is the priority above both your own health as well as the health and well-being of others. Mm. Like it's like that is it. That is the goal and you will die doing it and you will, you know, do bad things to people as well as yourself. Epicurean is one notch down, but it's like essentially it stops at harm. It means that you'll do like pleasure but this is based on pleasure not fun i'm just replacing the word pleasure with fun like hedonism is chasing pleasure at all costs epicureanism is pursuing pleasure as the priority but not if it hurts you or hurts others around you and so that's kind of where i land and i land there in many places whether it be food or drink or spending money any bad habit i have there's always a line right there's a line to draw but you're not going to catch me being like "Ooh, i'm not going to eat a burger if i want a burger i'm getting a burger and sometimes i might be like i shouldn't have a burger because i already indulged in like a plate of pasta last night and then i'll get a salad but it's like it's balanced you know what i mean And, and it might tilt a little bit towards pleasure but it's generally speaking I'm not going to have a heart attack because I ate too many burgers. How does this show up in your, your content? Do you think it takes, or, or, or do you sort of acknowledge like, well, if the person doesn't get it, sorry. And let's keep doing what we do. That well, that, that it doesn't really come through in my content. It's more like a personal, personal life philosophy, you know, that Epicureanism thing. But in terms of like, you mean like audience reception? Yeah. I just let them have it. And if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And I move on with my day. I I used to be affected by the numbers, right? Like, and I would be very upset if a video performed poorly or I I rarely receive negative comments. Thank God. I, I think I kind of like try to have a positive community around myself intentionally because i don't think i have the skin for negativity in the comments like this guy sucks but not for me but um delete easy yeah i mean but but here's the problem with delete i have to read it and once i read it it's in my body and my brain and it's just gross and it will ruin your day but i pretty much yeah i i have to free myself of using metrics 
Of course, same thing as always. When a video pops off and gets 7 million views, I'm very fucking happy. But when a video does not pop off and gets 7,000 views, I'm not upset. I'm not equally as upset. I might be a little let down, but I'm not like as elated as well, when it gets 7 million. I'm curious what what is the line between the emotional realities of that because it's still real, right? Like you said, and I can objectively take myself out of the emotion and look and what can I learn from why this one only had 7,000 mm-hmm. and this one had bonkers gazillions. Do you well, do that I, exercise? I, I realize that it has nothing to do with the content because the, 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 the reality is the platforms that I distribute on are so algorithmically driven and constantly changing and evolving that I could post a video today and it would go gangbusters and then post the same video tomorrow. And just by the luck of the draw, it doesn't get picked up and it has nothing to do with the content because the reason I know is because I've released, you know, 40 parts of keep the meter running and they're all good and they're all exactly the same. Some happen to do better than others, but it has nothing to do with me. And that's why I kind of had to like say, focus on the format focus on what you're making, have fun doing it. The letdown happens, the kind of like cognitive dissonance is, which is an unfortunate part of my work because my videos or my content, they're all productions, right? And and this is not to slam anyone that just shoots on iPhones. That's fine. And I'm sure they get the same disappointments. But for me, like doing an episode of Keep the Meter Running or Subway Takes from shooting it to producing it to pre-producing it to post-producing it, it's a lot of fucking hours. You know what I mean? And it's not just me. I have two cameramen uh, who also are editors and kind of help direct the the series as well. And it's just a, it's a lot of people's hours involved. So I want as many people as possible to see it. And right. same with the music, right? So it's it's this thing where that's where the disappointment comes from it doesn't it's not an ego thing it's not like oh i you know i didn't get 7 million views i suck at my job it's oh this stuff this didn't get 7 million views i'm sad because i spent 25 hours on it you know and i wanted people to see it so it's it's less of an ego driven thing at this point because i know that what i'm doing is good well i also think personally that i mean the way I look at some of the platforms now, like Instagram, even LinkedIn, because LinkedIn doesn't, you probably could care less, but I do from a business standpoint, it's almost like my, so Instagram, my stories is now the advertising, but my, my feed, like when you actually look at my feed, that's the resume. So even those story, those, those 7,000 versus 7 million pieces of content, when someone finally discovers you or stumbles into you and then they come into the rabbit hole of Kareem, like they're going to still, there's still joy that they're going through all that content Mm -hmm. and they're loving you. And that's where the relationship is probably being formed. So, you know, this is the optimism is my number one value. So I'm going to, but I truly believe that. I truly believe that it isn't all for naught and we should be bummed. All right, let's play a quick game. So we're going to play scale of one to 10. What are you? And it's rapid fire. Don't overthink it. So like one, you're like, definitely not. Ten, you're like, duh, uh, yeah. So we'll start easy. Comedian. Ten. 
Musician. Eight. Entrepreneur. Nine. Observationalist. Seven. Philanthropist. Mm, three. Lacking. Philanthropist. No I'm kidding. Activist. Six. Give me more on that one. Uh, I was in Minneapolis during the Black Lives Matter protests uh, of, you know, in in honor of George Floyd's murder. And Minneapolis is my hometown. I happened to be in Minneapolis at the time. And I pretty much dedicated my entire, you know, three months to like, that's all I did. I didn't do anything else. There was zero other things happening. I know that that's a long time ago now, which is is crazy. And uh, I don't know how to describe it. It just, I guess it's a feeling and I do what I can. And it's not just, I actually have a, I'm anti-Instagram activist. I don't like that. I, I really don't like that. Yeah. So for me, it's about showing up, getting involved. Realist. Yeah. It, it And sure, it helps a little bit, but like I, I have a liberal bubble following me. I don't really need to like, I, I just don't need to add to it. So I try to do things that are actually going to have some sort of effect, whether it means be involved in person or put money down, try to do actions that have an impact. Like I just, I just feel like the, the Instagram share is like the laziest form of activism. And unless you're like creating an entire page dedicated to like information sharing and knowledge and putting in the work, it's, I just don't find it super helpful to like share a post. So that's why I say six, I could be better at that. And philanthropist too. I mean, I guess it depends on what you mean, right? Like, do I give as much money as I can? A hundred percent. Is it enough? I don't know. How does, I mean, just in the spirit of calling it out, like how does fun show up in the activist stuff? I think that one's less fun, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's less fun, but it is like fun to be involved. It's not like I'm having fun, but it makes me feel alive and part of the community and part of a movement and part of a thing that's bigger than myself. So in that regard, it is fun to meet new people and to like, feel like you're making a change, but yeah, it's not like that's my property. <laughs> if I'm going to be protesting or getting arrested, it's not necessarily cause I want to have fun. All right. Let's keep playing the game. Uh, teacher. Five. Mentor. Seven. Tell me more about that. You know, I've got this whole kind of like horizontal mentorship, horizontal, I don't want to call it networking because I don't like that word, but horizontal collaboration is what I call it. And I don't remember. I picked it up from a book. I don't remember. I think it, again, maybe the Duplass brothers. Um, But it's really about mentoring and menteeing uh with people in your peer group rather than trying to find someone above you in a philosophical manner so i'm not saying someone older than you i'm saying someone in a position that's further than you so i am mentored by 22 year old kids who are amazing at making content and i consider them my mentors 
but they're also my peers. And I think that they receive mentorship in a, in a different kind of way, just because with age, you know, I have a little bit of wisdom. So it's this, um, it, 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 I'm not a part of any mentorship programs, but I do know that there are people around me that consider me a mentor and have told me that, but it's like not in an official capacity. Mm-hmm. And I think I prefer this kind of like, because you know what? Those people are my friends. Like they're just literally my friends, friends, first mentor, second, or friends, first mentee, second. And I find that those naturally evolving relationships are more um, beneficial over time rather than like signing up for some sort of program. I mean, I think that's sort of also the intent of the game, right? Like you're all those things in different ways. They're just dials, right? Like I had two more I wanted to ask. One is kind of, I mean, I'll just call it out. Janitor. Ten. (laughs) yeah it sucks right you gotta clean up all your shit all the time yeah clean it up putting together i'm more of like a super (laughs) or like a handyman uh philosopher that one's that one's a give it an eight yeah it's gotta be up there right like do you put aside think time or are you just, it's just impossible not to do it because, you know, New York City is such a great area. You're on your bike. You got, it's, people don't get that New York, it's not about the A to B or the, or the A and B. It's about the two. It's the two, right? It's not the A. It's like the two part on the way where the good shit really happens. And you're like, oh, I better write that down. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I was going to say that it's the same as like having shower thoughts. For me, my downtime is usually in transit, whether it's walking. I I like to walk a lot, too. And sometimes I take long, meandering walks to nowhere uh, or the bike rides. You know, I'm going to bike into the city after this. I'm sure I'll have some time to think about whatever I want to think about. But it's not it's not necessarily put aside to think, although every once in a while, Actually, probably every day I end up laying on my couch for at least like 15, 20 minutes and just hanging out, listening to music. What What's your uh, extraction meets? Like, how do you make sure? Are you just writing shit down? Are you on your phone? What's your go-to for, for taking notes? Mostly just my notes app. Yeah, I, I do notes app or voice notes. I was doing voice notes for a while and I actually preferred it and then I fell out of the habit and now I'm doing notes again. But voice notes is great. The problem is they get a lot like you're, you got to listen to them. Whereas the notes app, it's all like perfectly like I have I have stand up ideas, TV show ideas, movie ideas, music ideas, to do list. And they're all in separate notes and they're yeah. all always evolving. And nothing ever gets deleted. It's like a record of my thoughts. If you were me and the roles were reversed, what question would you ask you, knowing that the title of the show is The Courageous Podcast? How do you find the time to do it all? Yeah. (laughs) I get get that question a lot. Really? Yeah. It's just, it's just, but it's, it's, it's just who you are. Yeah, that's kind of what I say. And I, and I also think it's because I think it's fun. Yeah. Like like I want to do it. And you know what? When I don't want to do it, I don't really. And that's not even a lie. Like 
I really like, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian. I do shows. I've been asked the past five or six. uh, I've been asked recently, like five or six times to do come do somebody else's show. And I respectfully, you know, say that I'm, I'm, I'm not really doing stand-up right now. And it's because I don't feel like it, unfortunately. And that happens, you know, and there will be another time where I'm like, I really got to get on a stage. But right now I feel tapped out. But I think that's important to learn. That's a, like a skill to learn is saying now because and, and not feeling obligated. Of course, I could get more stage time. Of course, I could become a better stand-up. But like right now at this exact moment, I just don't want to do it. Like I, my, I, I really don't want to do it. So, and I'm not even going, I don't go too deep on why I don't want to do it. Am I anxious? Do I not want to write jokes? Do I feel overworked? I don't know. And I also don't really care because I know that in a couple of months, I'll feel like doing it again, or I'll never get the feeling back. And that means that it's over. I think you know this, but I love you. Oh, I love you. you Thank know, you so I, much. I, I like, I'll always be on your side and like an ally and I don't need to be, you know, maybe next time you come to San Diego, I can tell you which party to go to, you know, but, (laughs) but I'll I'll always root for you. And like, I'm curious as you think about the listener to a show like this, who hopefully they're entertained and they're having fun, but we might be on like a walk with them or in their car with them and you're going for it. You know, like, what do you want to leave them with? Like, do you like what, what sort of, what's your sort of like, Hey, if you remember anything from this conversation, I hope you take X or maybe something you haven't said yet that you want to say. I just, I think dear listener, this is Kareem Rama speaking directly into your ears. I just want you to remember that even if your ideas don't hit if you have enough conviction in yourself, they'll hit for you. And that is what's important. But I also understand that you want to make an impact outside of your world. But this is now rambling. One time, my therapist told me, which I don't have a therapist anymore, but I was in therapy for at least five years. I was like, I want to be famous like Robin Williams. And she was like, well, maybe you have to start by being the Robin Williams of your friends and to your family and the people around you and just get the the feeling that you're trying to get from those people first until, you know, you can get to the bigger ones. But that was helpful for me as I was like, I'll just act like Robin Williams, you know, I'll just be I'll be the Robin Williams of my group. And it worked. So it was a nice temporary fix. Scale scale one to ten, where are you on the uh, therapist? Like, what do you mean? Just one Same to question. ten? Philosopher, yeah, therapist. Oh, me. Yeah. I'm bad at it. Two? Three. Three. So basically, you just said what you just said. We shouldn't take your advice. No, I mean, I'm not good at it because I'm kind of like, go figure it out. Oh, got it. I'm not, I'm not, I, I care, but I hear so many people complaining about so many things. And I'm totally. like, dude, this is so stupid. Like, it sounds like it's your fault. And I'm not a therapist, so I'll give advice, but most of my advice is very, like, I'm a hard ass with it because generally speaking, if, if somebody's like, hey, I'm really having a tough time with this X, Y, Z, and I can tell that they're really making an effort, 
100% I'll be the therapist. I guess in my peer group, I'm like, I, I hate complainers and I have a lot of complainers. I have a lot of complainers around me. Well, it can make sense. I mean, it makes sense. It make like when I see people having a loop in their brain as a current, you know, guy that wants you to go for it. And it's like, well, we just had this conversation a week ago. You're saying the same thing differently. You're still not jumping. You're still not leaping. You're still, I, I, that's where right, I, right, I have a hard exactly. time. Right. And, and your whole thing is you got to put yourself out there and, you know, have a process to it. Right. It's, and it's like, that's your logic. <laughs> that's my logic. Yeah. Right. All right. The most courageous thing you've got planned in the next three years. In the next three years. I don't plan that far out. In the next three months. All right. My girlfriend and I are going to fly to Cairo where my grandmother lives. She's going to meet my grandma. And then we're flying her grandmother from Russia to meet us in Cairo because neither of them can go to Russia and the grandma can't come here. So we're just going to meet up in Egypt where my family lives. And I think it's, it's not really courageous, but it's, it's fun. And yeah, there's like a lot of like moving parts, but it sounds like a lot of work. Will you keep the meter running for that? Cause that's a damn expensive meter, my man. It's a, too expensive of a meter. It's already been expensive to get over there. So I think once I get there, meter meters turn it off. We're not, we're not. Running it. All right. Last question. And then I'll give you your life back. Like, like the creator in me wants to be like, well, obviously you have to document all that, but then where's the line on like, wait, can I just have this pure moment where, you know, so do you fight that in yourself? I have a very, very, very strong separation between my personal life and my professional life. And it has not been a problem for me and literally didn't even have a single thought about doing anything surrounding the trip. It's not even in my brain. And it's, it's because I like, you know, I'm a person and I want to live. And I don't want to be thinking about producing. I don't want to be thinking about working. And I know a lot of other people that would document it and make something out of it. But like for me, that's that's my sacred time and my precious time. And yeah, I have a very I have I have a very separate kind of like situation going on with my Kareem the guy that lives a life and Kareem the performer. And I don't really mix them. Great to see you, my man. Thank you for Thank coming you so on much. the show. You're a badass. Keep uh, keep doing what you're doing. I, I let's get you. Like, let's see here. Instagram says, "What the hell? 199,000. We can't get to 200,000. What's going on?" Dude, I've been stuck at 199 for literally a month. Can't we just buy some bots? Where's I? Where's AI? Hey, ChatGPT. You, you have no idea how much the 199 is bothering me. I'm not. <laughs> Not even like because of any other reason other than 199 is so close. It's just like it will look better when it says 200, and that's the thing that's bothering you. You already know. You even noticed the oh, 199. Know. It's pissing me off, but Absolutely. not because I'm like I need the followers, but because 200 will look nice. 199 is not appealing. It's not phonetically appealing. Remember, I forget what movie it was. Was it but where Newman's like ah uh, ah uh, ah? Uh, like that's what oh. it feels like to me. 
It's Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. It's like, uh, 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 not 200,000. Uh, That's what they're doing to me. It's been like that for like a month, and I'm like, God. And, and, it, and it grows. I think they're doing it on purpose. Well, maybe this will get you over the hump with my massive following. People Dude, go, get me over the hump. Go follow Kareem at, it's just Kareem, right? Isn't that It's just Kareem, yeah. At not, Kareem. Not with two E's. Kareem. No, no. At Kareem, not just Kareem. At Kareem. Go follow him. Let's get him over the hump. Go keep doing what you're doing, brother. Be good. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Courageous Podcast. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us. See you again next week.